Storytime with Paul Doerr. In each episode, you'll receive a short adrenaline shot of a story straight to the mind, heart, or sometimes the funny bone, wherever that is located. And stay tuned after the story for Paul's Picks, where I indulge you with something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. Today's story, Mystery Man. A few weeks ago, I was sitting in a cafe having a meeting. We were sitting by the front window, and I glanced outside during a pause in the conversation. Out on the sidewalk, a man with a long, flowing ponytail walked by and stopped on the other side of the glass. He put his hand to his brow and leaned towards the window to see inside. Our eyes locked for a moment, and he went on his way. I knew the guy, but I didn't know him. At least ten years ago, I met Ponytail briefly at a house party through a mutual friend. Like, I don't even remember what we talked about for those five minutes. Since then... I've seen this guy in the street at least once every other month. Nothing special. We never acknowledge each other. Never speak. Nothing. He just appears. I make note of the coincidence and move on. For some reason, this time was different. I thought to myself that this was weird. After all, there are over three million people in the city of Toronto. I walk the streets often and rarely run into people I know. This time... I gathered my thoughts, excused myself, and exited the cafe. Ponytail was already down the street, but I caught up to him. Kept a fair distance, which was difficult because he kept stopping, looking into the store windows. Maybe that's what this guy does. Maybe that's his job. He's the guy who everyone sees, but no one knows. After a few blocks, he entered a nondescript, five-story building. My office is in the neighborhood, and I've walked these sidewalks many times, but I never noticed this building. I crossed the street and kept watch. Five minutes couldn't have passed, and out came Ponytail. He was wearing completely different clothes, a total wardrobe change from top to bottom. Instead of following him, I walked up to the front door of the building. Locked, I tried to see through the window, but it only led to an empty hallway. I walked around the side of the building to the alleyway to find a loading dock, The large door was open, and I pulled it up, giving me enough room to roll inside. The building was quiet. I followed the staircase to the other floors, but found only empty rooms. Not even any old furniture or other evidence of habitation. The only way to go was down. As soon as I opened the door to the basement, mechanical noises filled the air. It was dark, so I used the flashlight on my phone to make my way. At the bottom of the stairs, from my limited perspective, the basement seemed to go on forever. It was full of equipment, computer monitors, and loud blips and beeps. Making my way through the maze of machines, I came to a row of refrigerator-like boxes. I stepped to the first one, which had a door made of see-through glass. The glass was foggy, and I wiped it using my shirt. A man stared back at me. But not just any man ponytail. I stepped back in shock, but soon realized he was frozen in place. He wasn't staring at me. His eyes were simply in a frozen state looking straight ahead. I walked down the aisle between the refrigerators, stopping at each one, wiping away the moisture from the glass, and seeing one ponytail after another. A noise from upstairs. 
The light suddenly flicked on. Footsteps on stairs. I ran to the end of the refrigerator aisle and hid between two large machines. I watched as Ponytail came down the stairs and walked along the clones of himself. He stopped, squinted, put his hand to where I had wiped the glass. He looked around as an alarm went off and one of the refrigerator doors opened. Another Ponytail stepped out and they both looked at each other. The first one stepped into the refrigerator, the door shutting with a suction. The remaining ponytail went upstairs, turning the lights off. I waited for a few minutes and made my way back upstairs, rolled under the loading dock door, and got the hell out of there. I've run into ponytail since, and he looks right at me, squinting like he knows that I know. I just keep moving along, hoping I'll never run into him again. There are clones living among us. I don't know why, but be afraid. Be very afraid. Time for Paul's Picks, where I briefly tell you about something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. I'm Yardley. And I'm Zibby. And we're fascinated by true crime. So we invited our friends, Detectives Dan and Dave, to sit down with us and share their most interesting cases. After listening to one episode of the podcast Small Town Dicks, I was obsessed. Then after hearing that the main two detectives on the show were identical twins, I figured this had to be scripted. It's not. I'm Dan. And I'm Dave. We're identical twins, and we're detectives in Small Town USA. Dave investigates sex crimes and child abuse. Dan investigates violent crimes, and together we've worked on hundreds of cases, including assaults, robberies, murders, burglaries, sex abuse, and child abuse. Names, locations, and certain details of these cases have been altered to protect the privacy of the victims and their families. It's a fascinating glimpse into the terrible things people do to each other. It's smart, great storytelling, and at times even incredibly emotional. The Small Town Dicks podcast is about the big-time crime that's happening in Small Town, USA. Each episode features the detectives who broke the case in their small town and includes assets like jailhouse phone calls, suspect interviews, and 911 calls. This crime tells the story of a couple, Lynn and Alan. The show is anchored by veteran identical twin detectives Dan and Dave and hosted by actresses Yardley Smith and Zibby Allen. listening to Storytime with Paul Dorr, written and produced by me. The theme music is by the amazingly talented singer-songwriter Arlene Kapoor. Find all things Arlene at officialarlene.com. Follow me wherever you follow people. Get your very own copy of my latest book, Dreams of Being a Kiwi, at pauldor.com, which also includes weekly blogs, new podcasts, and information about live events. For updates, think about joining my mailing list. I've got it so bad. I got it real bad. I've got you on my mind all the time. That's all for now. Until next time, keep listening to each other.